The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! A couple days ago, as everybody knows, we, we started seeing all this... Well, well, we'll go down the rabbit hole of what it really means. But all of a sudden, I started seeing all of these articles about Dave Chappelle, uh, uh, you know, tries to go against affordable housing in his ha- in his hometown because he doesn't want, you know, the, any like Section 8 people in his town. I mean, that's how they sold it. I right, mean, very right. aggressively. Like they said, oh, he's responsible for like dozens of people not being able to move into it. Like they really lambasted him now. I do believe, based on the last year or so of his career, right. optically, he's already been kind of put into, uh, let's just say the lenses through which you see Dave Chappelle <clears throat> aren't clear anymore. Um, they're very muddy now because of that weird interaction with the school kids where that was fucking weird. Um, obviously, the trans issues, his special, um, the whole blowback from that. Um He hasn't had what we'd consider optically a great year by virtue of his 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 persona. His his work is still his work. I mean, you know, separate the art from the artist, right? But um, not everybody's favorite this last year and a half. So when this article came out, it almost feels like it was just piling on to stuff that's already been happening to him. Like, oh yeah, of course he's a bad guy. Now he's against affordable housing. And, and honestly, like we had Sean Moe text us the article and he was like, this motherfucker. And I'm just like, whoa, is it real? Like, yeah. did you read the article or just see the click? Right? And he's like, no, read it. I go, well, if it's black and white, then he's a piece of shit. Right. right I mean, right. let's just be honest. Lo and behold, <laughs> yesterday I watched a video essayist break down actually what happened. And so he's got a large property in Ohio, Yellow City or something, I think it's where it yeah. is. Um, it's a rural, very rural, farmy, sort of th- quaint little town. And he obviously, he's injected something in the neighborhood of like $63 million into the community. He wants to open restaurants and comedy clubs. And so he's a major investor in, in this community, right? Um, what they were proposing was that they were going to be building uh, affordable housing and then also some like subdivisions, like uh, like single family dwellings, right? With a, with a lawn and kind of the cookie cutter 50s, house lawn, house lawn, house lawn, like endless, right? Sprawl. And what the article didn't tell you was that he's been fighting this company for several years. So when they first brought this to the zoning, he was like, I don't want that type of housing here. Like this is, you're, you're turning it into something ugly. 
And these homes were ranging anywhere from three to $600,000, which is not exactly affordable housing. No, sir. They were only allocating 1.55 acres to actual affordable housing out of that entire area. Right. So it was very misleading. And, um, you know, how do you put that genie back into the bottle? Like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. It's some guy that doesn't know us. We don't know him. Who gives a shit, right? But it's just, it was, it's interesting that once you get the ire of the left and um, yep. media companies and newspapers, man, once they get a hold, they get, that dog ain't letting go of that bone. You no. know, so I'm, I, I don't know if there have been retractions. I don't know if there have been additional editorials. I don't, but if I were to call Sean right now and ask him, he would be like, fuck that guy. Cause that's where it began and ended. Right. right? So it's just, it's just weird how irresponsible um, because, you know, if you were just in passing, we all live, you know, very busy lives in passing. If you were to have a drink with a friend at a bar and brought that up to him, you would walk away thinking Dave Chappelle's a piece of shit. Right. When in actuality, it had to do more about the development. Well, and thing. like you said, the the seeds have already been planted there. You're like, oh, he's inappropriate already? when it comes to like gender issues and he's, you know, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, it, you know, like you're we, ready to jump all over him. Totally. And we kind of were talking before, we're kind of where he's kind of taking this Rogan esque kind of path where it seems like these guys who start off being relatable and every guy and you you root for them and they're talented and then they make it and they start just veering right. Like they yeah. just slowly start veering off into it. Is that a money thing? Is it, you know, because we're good friends with, you know, the owner of Mountainside Studios where we're recording in. He's a very successful guy, but couldn't be more down to earth. Couldn't be, yeah. you know. So when he blows up in the next year, is he going to turn into fucking... <laughs> 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 is he going to just start, like, bashing, like, LGBT right. community? And fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, start but it's, pulling up old tweets. Yeah, dude. Like, but is that just because you're in a microcosm? You're in a bubble of your own fame? Yeah. Or, like... Or, or these are people who just felt this way the whole time and hit it. Yeah, right. And now they don't give a fuck because they're uncancelable. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I, I hate to like boil it down to right versus left, that kind of stuff. It's just anything that doesn't fit within your little enclave, right. seem, you're you're on the wrong side of history, right? And I, I don't think that's very fair. Like he seems to be, Chappelle seems to be like a guy that he takes positions based on what's actually in his heart. I mean, love him or hate him, love him or hate him. He's not going to lie and go, you know, he feels the way he feels about certain things. I don't agree with him. I don't agree. I don't disagree with him on everything. No, no, no. I think there's particular issues. I vehemently disagree with him. I I Um, also think that we're allowed to have conversations and that's what he does. He has a conversation about issues that other people feel uncomfortable about. And the idea that you're not allowed to have the conversation, that's the part I disagree with. Right. You're allowed to have the conversation. Do you think you're allowed to be a scumbag? You're allowed to. That's your right shitty stuff you're going to face consequences See, that's the thing there's going to be repercussions of course you know if you want to go out to compton and run around the street and start saying the n-word you have every right to but best of luck to you my guy Ooh, as an aside <laughs> um i saw a tweet this morning from ice t oh <laughs> which you know csi oh. whatever blah blah, blah. god damn sex ice crime t. division dude um a, yeah he was warning he's like it's super bowl weekend I know a bunch of rappers are coming to town. All you young black men. Oh, shit. There are 50,000 active 
gang members in Los Angeles. Yeah. And he was just like, this is not a threat or a warning. Just I'm just telling you. Act right. Act right. Yeah. No, I mean, people think they can come and just, well, you know the deal. Like, when you get that big in the game and you're still affiliated, you have to get a pass, man. You have yeah. to ask permission to go to people's yeah. towns straight yeah, up. For sure. And if you don't, they consider it an insult. So you got to contact whoever the, you know, leader of the day is and go, yo, man, do I get nope. a hood pass basically? And they go, yeah, come on in. You're welcome. Or they say, I probably wouldn't come to town if I were you. And that, I mean, they'll let you know straight up that that happens all the time. I was going to ask you, what do you think about this? You were saying you have the right to say something. Um, uh, you know, obviously you have the, but you also have the consequences involved in saying that. Do you think you said you should at least be able to have a conversation? I've heard this mm -hmm. argument and it's a, it's a perfectly reasonable argument. You still want to be able to talk about Nazis. You still want to be able mm -hmm. to talk about bad things, right? Sure. Without platforming, quote unquote, right. um, those things. But it's that argument. Well, do you this is the big thing within the within the YouTube community and political Twitch streamers and whatnot is about platforming. Do you give people. Um, like a Richard Spencer, do you give people that are like outward, total white supremacist people a, a pathway to speak? Yes. There's okay. So you're on the side of like there's 100%. literally, literally, you do not want to deplatform people. Or, no, I don't. I don't want Joe Rogan taken off Spotify. Well, he, him being mild. I'm saying there very are guys. Mild. There are guys like um, Nick Fuentes and that have been banned. But off dude, if you walk into a stadium. And there's 50,000 people in that stadium. Wouldn't it be better to know which 5,000 of those people are dirtbags? Sure. I want them talking. I, I want to know who they are. I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? What is it? What is it? Um, <clears throat> sunlight is the best antiseptic. Right? Exactly. Drag them out into the sun and yeah. expose them for what they are. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> I never would have known who Spencer was. No. No. Well, Except or, he took a platform. and Absolutely. Where there you know, are guys like, well, look. Now I know I don't want to be around you. Yeah. Now I know where you're coming from. And I totally yeah. understand that. Um, but then there's guys like Donald Trump who got deplatformed. Um, sure. Great. Now we're getting into the whole what is free speech. It's a private company. They can do what they want. It's a little bit, um, you know, there's yeah. Section 251, right? That protects yep. the lawsuits against because they're considered publishers. Right. Right. So you can sue the person who posts, but you can't sue the people who post it. Yeah. Um, so there's some interesting kind of murky waters when it comes See, that's to the thing, too, is I, I support the I mean, if Spotify decided to make a business decision and take Joe Rogan down, I wouldn't have a problem with that either it's their fucking bandwidth. It's their company. Exactly. And it, but they also, there's repercussions to everything. Right? Of course. Like if they, they if, would take a blow. Dude, if Netflix took down Chappelle, yeah. you know, he's just going to go on some other platform of or course. his own website. Yeah. Much like Louis CK. But you know, if the board of directors over at Netflix decides they don't want to be associated with his uh, perspective. Right. That's okay too. Right. Well, I that's mean, them you know, exercising their rights. 100%. And, you know, I think motivation and impetus has a lot to do with it. We know companies and corporations, it all is about money. Absolutely. They don't give a flying fuck. If uh -uh. if Hitler made them more money, they would platform Hitler. Period. End of story. Sure. That's, they don't care about moral, um, right. you know, ambiguities or anything. They, they just, they're 
just fit for money. So the the I would like to believe that they they're not deplatforming him for some like. We're standing up for the artists, but you know damn well it's all about their pocket. Yeah, of course. It's always going to be money. Yeah. Well, we do what we do here. You know, arguably we irritate and, you know, we off colored sometimes. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, there's an argument to be made that we're, you know, not putting out positive vibes, but that's our right to do it. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that perspective. (laughs) I I think I I think our positive vibes are always present. I think they are, too. I'm just saying. But we do fall into that area of uh, satire where you can tread on people a little bit. Yep. And definitely, like, if we had a bigger platform that we were, someone would find something to be pissed at. I guarantee it. I'm, I'm the Asian community would come down on us. <laughs> eh, um, I would more so say that, like, I, 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 we love Asians, but I, no, I know what you're saying. But, but yeah, but, you make these little but, asides and jokes and whatever, right? They're funny. It's fine. But you're going to get your ass handed to you at some point. And listen, and listen, that's. I'm from the school of thought and, you know, having to be like an old theater kid and doing physical comedy and growing up like on a stage sort of thing. We always went from the perspective of somebody's not mad. You're not doing your job. Right. Right. Same with comedy. It's very hard to be Jim Gaffigan where nobody dislikes you. Right. You know, he doesn't curse. He doesn't make fun of people. He makes fun of himself. You know, yeah. for the most part, you know, but those comedians that stick with you, the Bill Hicks, mm-hmm. the Richard Pryors, the, they piss people off, man. And yeah. it, 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 I don't know if you can do, be good at one thing and not upset people. All I mean, Lenny Bruce used to get his go to jail. Literally. You know, he got, would, God, he got just so ridiculously hard to watch at the end. Oh, when sure. He was reading his charges and yeah, all yeah. that bullshit. Yeah. It became fucking, uh, yeah, that no, was I not know. a good I feel decision. you, but, um, Anywho, who the fuck are we? We are the fucking guys who fucking fuck. Okay, <laughs> um, everybody. Wow. Uh, welcome back <laughs> to the whiskey reel. This is the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. We are in Cloud City. Our benefactor is on premise. He I'm is. just going to drop a little hint there. Uh, fresh off of a, a, a well-deserved vacay, he brought in his puppies. So there's two cute. Stinky dogs running around. They're awesome. Uh, Cloud City, very you could, exclusive. You could ride those fucking dogs. 100%. Big I, dogs. Why do I want to tie a chimpanzee to it? I got- <laughs> Is that bad? No, that okay. sounds amazing. Uh, that sounds amazing. Just a chimp riding around on Bojack? That Monkey would be rodeo, cool. brother. Monkey rodeo. That's, we need revenue streams. We were just talking about revenue streams. Monkey rodeo. Um, they say all millionaires have seven revenue streams. <laughs> we just found number three. <laughs> number three. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we are in Cloud City. We're many, many, many thousands of feet above the Earth's surface looking down on you all with judgment and with a little bit of uh, fascination. Pity, even? Pity. Not yeah. unlike us looking through a microscope at ants. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> This uh, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Wagon Wheel Liquor. It's right over there, the Town Center Plaza. It's right next to the old uh, Rite Aid. You know where it is, guys. It sits Stop right it. below Cloud City. It's right below. Cl- it's literally in our shadow, yeah. um, which makes it very convenient. Um, it's right next to that Baskin Robbins right off Camino. You guys all know where it's at. We get all of our product from Wagon Wheel. They have an amazing 
amazing selection of very fine liquors and wines. They're kind of in the bourbon game now. Uh, Mr. Mark Raymond, who's the GM over there, is doing a whiskey club every Wednesday. If you guys want to take a look at that, go head down to Wagon Wheel and talk to them about it. You sign up, you get a bottle of whiskey, you go do private tastings. Pretty cool, man. Yep. Um, so their their bourbon game is is starting to get pretty stacked at this point. It's my favorite liquor store, but also my least favorite song. Oh, um, of all time. I'm going to go. Is there a worse song? No. Ever. No. In the history That's, of that song <laughs> is such a bullshit earworm it's nightmare. Worst. How many people have covered that? 400,000 okay. people. I know in town at any given time. Someone's singing it right somebody's now. Somebody's singing it right now. That's just where we live. Guaranteed. Um, but despite that horrible name. <laughs> they, they, are, have, they have a good product going they on. have fantastic people too they're kind of like family uh, which means that we go in too many times a week sure, um, sure. but uh, great people plenty of parking easy location to get in and out of you can go to city market get some food go pick up your booze around the corner uh, mail a package buy a hammer you could buy a hammer for sure <laughs> buy a hammer at Craigers. drop into Craigers. <laughs> Is it Kroger's or Craigers? I don't know. It's Craigers. Everybody out here, is that like when people from the South say a crick? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's right over the bridge. Craigers. The crick. Craigers. 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 Is that like Florida? Some, yeah, Florida. Buena Vista. <laughs> Boy, we say everything wrong. I hate it. No, Florida is the only thing they say right, but nobody else. It's contrarian language. Right. This whole section of the United States is all contrarian. So if you say tomato, I say tomato. Bullshit. Right. They, they love it. They like bask in it. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's lack of oxygen. We're at, you know, now at Cloud City, we're even higher above the Earth's crust. We are. Um, a sitting across from me is my post-potential stroked friend. <laughs> oh, we got to uh, talk, about, talk that. about yeah, yesterday. We talk about that. Um, <laughs> this is uh, my dear friend, the love of my life. Nair, nair, I say. Um, this is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Um, yeah, buddy. Across from me, <laughs> the Chewbacca to my Han Solo. Yeah! <laughs> my black Blackistan to your Boba Feet. My Boba Feet. <laughs> um, he's the general manager of my heart. He is Tony Montanus. Yes. The opposite of Dorian Gray. Yes. Mr. Aaron Antonio Branderas. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um, that's what's up. Guys, welcome back. It's been a weird week. Uh, we're going to start off just giving a brief synopsis of what took place yesterday. <laughs> um, so real quick, me and Bobby usually head over to one of our favorite bars in town, El Moro. Uh, visit El Moro. Visit Home Slice. Visit all of those places. We do a good job. So there. Um, good company. Go there. Great company. Fantastic bartenders. Best drinks in town. Um, I think nobody will argue you, with you on that. So we go usually go down for a round, and we spend about an hour writing, right, typically. And then we get back into Cloud City, and we get going. So we were writing. Everything was fine. Bobby was visibly tuned up a little bit, but we were laughing and joking, having a great time, right? And I'm like, this is going to be a great podcast. We're going to roll this bitch right into the podcast and just shred and uh so we got around we get up to start walking bobby's noticeably in a different state and i'm like you all right man to eat he's like yeah i'm just a little fucked up i'm like all right bobby famously you don't get 
that fucked up. Like I've seen no. you drink a lot and you hold it together remarkably well mm-hmm. for, I mean, for, for, for most people. So we get in the studio and now I want you to explain how you felt going into El Moro and how you felt starting to record. What so happened? I, I made a stop. <laughs> <laughs> I made a stop before El Moro at uh, the ranch. The Cheeto? Yeah. And I walked in. I had one drink and one shot. Mm-hmm. Met you at El Moro. We then proceeded to have one drink, one shot. Okay. Now, that might sound like a lot to people, but listen, when I tell that's, you we're professionals, I'm not joking. That's what I do to get my shit together. That's what's up. Um. So we left. We come to the studio, set everything up, and I started to feel <laughs> a little woozy yeah yeah and uh we started the podcast we recorded about 10 minutes maybe and i just broke out into like a flop sweat <laughs> you had full meat sweats yeah i i don't know and i just had to stop the podcast i was like take take me home yeah take me home i was i was take ready to pull the trigger man i was like am i gonna have to get an ambulance for this big dude <laughs> yeah because you 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 I so it's funny. I don't know if we'll ever have an opportunity to like have you guys listen to this because it was great. But we started talking, and it was v- becoming very, very obvious that uh, I was leaving windows for Bobby <laughs> and I to go back and forth. So I'd go blah 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 right, and Bobby would go <sighs> yeah, <laughs> and that was it, dude. So I'm looking at him, and he's slowly but surely like getting glazy. He was turning white. And then I started getting scared because he basically was just like, yo, stop. And I'm like, okay, you okay? So I got him some water. We shut the lights off. I stepped out of the room so we can try to. And lo and behold, he wasn't uh, not feeling too hot, huh, Bubba? Non-responsive. You know? And, uh, <laughs> um, so I called our, our savior, Rex, to come and scoop us up. She had the car. We, we live scarily close to cloud city um so she was hearing a lickety split uh we thought we were gonna have to drive bobby to the er actually we talked about it that we might have should have I, w- I was so scared to get a phone call later from like his son saying that he passed away or something. I, like, <laughs> I would have obviously felt guilty for the rest of my life um but he you said you thought you were gonna be okay and then what happened so yeah i i got home um i struggled up the stairs <laughs> we blocked uh, yeah oh man um that was rough man i immediately started thinking to myself what is going on do i need to go in yeah um but then i realized i hadn't eaten a <laughs> fucking bite of food because i asked you i go bro did you eat and you're like uh probably not enough you didn't say nothing at all. I don't think I had eaten a thing. Because I would have I would have made sure you got like something in your belly. I had some dude. coconut oil in my coffee. <laughs> oh, good. You know what I mean? That should do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then so I grabbed some food out of the fridge, quickly fired up something. And within like 30 minutes, I was right as the mail. It was just a blood sugar, blood sugar. episode. I should have just threw a Jolly Rancher in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I would have been fine. <laughs> Um, but I did. I cratered, man. I yeah, I, that was scary, dude. Yeah. You were you were not. You were like visibly. Sh- you were shaken. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I've ever seen you like that before. Where it wasn't just like, yo, man, I don't feel good. Like you were like you were upset. Yeah. Like it was it was a little scary. But I'm. He's back. You cannot 
What kill happened to Bobbeth? The Boba Duke. <laughs> he will continue to haunt your dreams. Yeah, right? I'll be there. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad. So here we are, Cloud City. It's Saturday day. It's a beautiful day in Durango. I mean, oh my look gosh. outside. It's gorgeous. It makes me yearn for what's coming, spring and summer. Yes. I, I, I know we still have storms and hate in front of us um, because you all know my feelings on winter. It's a bad season. <coughs> um, it's Excuse not me. good. Uh, so I'm waiting for spring, and this is almost a little kind of peek through the curtain, yeah. um, and I love it. It's so beautiful outside. Um, that being said, we're in Cloud City. We are drinking something super special. Bobby oh, picked this up um, from, obviously, Wagon Wheel. Mark over there told me about this. This was their bourbon of the month, I think, about two months ago or last month. Um, so he's like, yo, you guys definitely have to check this out. So Bobby picked it up. What are we doing today? Um, it's called Blade and Bow, and this comes from our good friends from the Weller family. We love Weller. You know, which, of course, is the Buffalo Trace line. Absolute. Pappy. Um, yep. Pappy Van Winkle, Buff Trace. Um, Weller yeah. 12. Weller 12. Antique. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Special Reserve. There's tons of different yep. iterations of Weller. And they this do. this stands up to, to all those products. So this is me, lovely. Here, let me. Uh, it's got great packaging. The bottle is like a, oct- a hexagon. Or hexagon, something. yeah. Um, it's a really beautiful bottle. Um, number one, you know you're buying something special. It is 91 proof, yep. which does not taste like it. No, that probably didn't help your empty stomach no. either. No. Um, a few things. Uh, matured using the rigorous Solera aging method. Yep. Preserving our rarest whiskey stocks and the spirit of Stitzel Weller. Um, for you guys that don't know, Solera, imagine a big pyramid of barrels. You pour a little bit to the top and it filters to 2, 4, 8, 16, you know, yep. so on and so forth. So the idea being you get a tiny little molecule of the original pour in there. That's what Sherry that's how they make sherry. Yes. So when they say the sherry's from 1847, okay, it's probably not, but there might but be a molecule of there's that a piece in of there, it right? There. And what that does is it blends and ages with each other. It's a really beautiful and expensive method. It um, creates crazy consistency. Absolutely. And so what's funny is it, uh, it says right here, uh, it comes with a cool little key on there too. Which is I know, funny. I saw that. Um, it says... Crafted with carefully selected straight bourbon whiskeys, including the last remaining bourbon ever produced at Stitzel Weller. So the last bourbon that they ever created is in this, yeah. per se. Um, it's inspired by the historic Stitzel Weller Distillery, established 1935 in Louisville, Kentucky. Renowned for uh, as one of the homes of the world's finest bourbon. There's five keys on the front. Uh, it once hung on the front door of the iconic Stitzel Weller Distillery. These heavy brass keys represented the five steps of crafting and symbolized the art of making the world's finest whiskeys. Yep. Um, aged in charred American white oak barrels to create a whiskey with notes of sweet toasted cereal, warm winter spice, and dried fruits. That's awesome. So what do you, uh, number one, what did, what did you pay for this, Bubba? Um, this was a right around 50 bucks. What, after ta- I thought after, it was like yeah. 42. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was probably 47, 48 okay. bucks. When yeah, it was remember, all we, this is after Bobby started meat sweating. So some things <laughs> might be a little unclear. <laughs> um, it, I mean, it shows their retail is like 44, yeah. uh, 99 or whatever. Like so it's yeah. like, a, you know, it's a 
it's a less than fifty dollar bottle. Let's let's concentrate on that because and I think that's, that's an important part of it. And it makes it a buy because this Woo! is lovely. Wow. Um it's so yeah. Um, there's almost not a lot to say about it because it's just an exquisite bourbon, which means it tastes exactly like fucking bourbon. Like it should. Like taste. it should. This okay. is this is a true bourbon. Um what do you I mean, all of those kind of all of those kind of base generalizations of what a bourbon is is in here, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Not at all. At all. This has uh probably a four char on the oak. It's got some serious yes. char on it. It's got some beautiful weight to it, but it's not too thick and rich. So like kind of what I, I like to call they make buffalo trays. So I use that as an example of like Almost over the top Kentucky bourbon because yeah. it's like drinking caramel with alcohol in it, and there's a place for that. Don't don't get me wrong. This is an elevated bottling of what a Kentucky bourbon can be. The higher proof adds spine to the weight of the whiskey. Um, it, it it's got all of those same those dried apples, dried uh, you know dried fruits. Yes. But it's got a beautiful um, lift. It's got a citrus pop to it that usually Kentucky whiskeys, they kind of, they hit a plateau and then they kind of disappear, right? They kind of turn into smoke. Right. This has this like little, it it hits an elevation, gets to your back of the palate and there's a little spark that happens. Um, And it's really pretty. And I would, God forbid you mix this with anything. Yeah, um, I would never mix this. Don't even put an ice cube in it. I'm telling you guys, I'm sure it'll change it. And we all love that development of a bourbon after it hits some water. But um, don't do that. <laughs> don't yeah, do yeah. that. Uh, this is so absolutely pretty. This tastes like a $90 bottle. This tastes like it should be up there with like, you know, the whistle pigs and things sure. that, that are like that status. This is like a, this is like half as expensive as you would have to pay for another bourbon tasting like this. Right. So, I mean, a buy is it's, it's more than a buy for me. Um, this would be, by the way, if you have a, a father-in-law, a big brother, a little brother, um, or a really cool chick that likes bourbon because cool chicks like bourbon. Um, Agreed. this would be an amazing gift. Because it's obscure enough to where you can yep. probably assume they haven't tried it yet. Yeah, it's going to look good on your shelf, it's gonna for one great. thing. It's a beautiful bottle. Wagon Wheel Liquor has this. Um, I don't know how many other places in town, but it doesn't matter. Because all you need to do is go to Wagon Wheel. How's Agreed. That? And it's in the middle of town. You don't have to drive to some. There's some <laughs> liquor stores that are located like across the highway. There's some that are like way up Florida. Florida. <laughs> um, and they're all fine, but uh, nobody does it better than Wagon Wheel, and their prices are super fair. Um, this, if you were to charge us 60 bucks for this, I wouldn't have blinked an eye. No. It's no. beautiful. Okay. Yep. Lovely. Yes. Now that we talked through that, we're going we're gonna to jump into what we do best, which is talking shit. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what we do. Um, but but yes, talking shit, no talking shit. We, as you well know, we are media dorks. This is what we do from movies to music to TV. This is what we've chosen to consume throughout the course of our lives. I was actually just watching the top 25 80s uh, cartoon theme songs. Oh, wow. Yesterday. Look okay. that up on YouTube. It is so much fun. It had He-Man, Fraggle Rock, uh, Silverhawks, Thundercats. Like It had all the goodies, dude. Hong Kong Fooey? That was almost 70s. That's 70s, yeah. right? Number one super guy. 
Hong Kong Fooey. Not racist. Not racist um, at all. At all. It's just a dog and a gi. <laughs> no, it was it was <laughs> an African American dog and a gi. Oh it was God, Scatman the Carruthers that fucking voiced Hong Shut Kong Fooey. Scatman. If you don't know who Scatman Carruthers is, he's the guy that took the axe to the chest in The Shining. Yeah, he got By smoked. The, the only dude like, that got smoked. Only guy that got other than Jack, well, obviously, but kind of. Yeah, I mean, no spoilers, but I don't think he. I don't think he ever died. Nicholson, no, he never died. I, I don't mean, think he died. He's still in that hotel, still man. In that hotel, Bubba. Until they burn that it's, bitch it's down. It's right around the corner, dude. It's the Overlook, dude. Yeah, it's Is um, it Estes Park. It's an Estes Park. It's not called the Overlook. I know. It's um, something. The Stanley. The Stanley. But did you know every single interior shot was done on a soundstage? Yeah. Think about that. I know. That's, that's fucking Kubrick. Benet, that's fucking Kubrick, Kubrick brother. Yeah. That weird old man, dude. He was a weird dude. He's a weird dude. Well, you got to be an... When you're an auteur, that goes back to what we were talking about, about Chappelle. There's a level of talent where I think your brain just starts doing different shit. Yeah, you're just fucking... Like you're you're a, seeing everything through a different, you're different. prism. Like, you're, you've elevated in the evolution of hum, human, like... When you're that incredibly talented, right. you know, it just, I don't know if your brain works the same. Like, I don't know. I think you There's have different no way it works brain stuff. Um, anyway, Kubrick being one of those. I uh, bet he was a nightmare to hang out with. Uh, they say he was horrible. Yeah. I mean, anybody who that, people that even that worked with him, actors, no. like hated him, but knew that they were, he was pulling out their best performance every single time. Yep. That was the trade-off. I hate you, but you're going to make me great. Right. Kind of shit. But uh, He made Shelley Duvall acceptable in him. <laughs> it's the only piece of work Shelley Duvall ever did where I didn't want to choke her with my bare hands. Yeah, she was <laughs> ostensibly perfect to play olive oil, but she also was just horrifying, bearable in that movie. <laughs> Dude, Robin Williams was, was it, really good at Popeye. Was Popeye. it Sean that hates Shelley Duvall? Yes, with, he hates her. I, I'm saying blind rage hates her. Like he would, sh- he would, he would beat her to death if he can get a hold. Of her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that. Knowing Sean, that's not shocking. He's a giant Irishman. Yeah, who gets very angry. He's a big dumb idiot. It's a big. I love him. Big dumb. No, dog. I know. Big dumb dog. That um, that big animal. <laughs> just watching. I just that I just want to hold him to my chest neck. and make everything better. <laughs> I want to suckle at his bosom. Uh, <laughs> um, so we uh, we talk stuff. We now, if you haven't, okay, you know how we roll. Uh, we don't care about spoilers. If you're not grown up enough to watch episodes, the only thing I will say is, if one of us hasn't watched it in the room, then we won't go down the rabbit hole on it. But both of us has finished a series or something. We're going to do it. And usually the series we talk about are followed by a very rabid fan base. They don't last long. As soon as those episodes are out, true fans watch them within 24 hours. Yeah. I think before that would be shitty. We talked about that. Like of when can you spoil? I think with Boba Fett, book of Boba Fett, I think it's been long enough guys. So if yeah. you don't want to know, or you don't care, Fine, but we're gonna get into it because I've I've been having some issues, um, not with the show, but with people who watch the show. I I, I Oof, yeah. Is could is there a shittier fan base than Star Wars people? Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah, copy that. Those are garbage humans. Raider fans. Yep. Uh, <laughs> terrible, terrible people. Yankee. You're awful. <laughs> Yankee fans. Um, <laughs> there's some bad ones out there. Um, but that being said, Star Wars people are the worst. Only because there's so much different media that is involved in the canon. There's books and comics and movies and shows and cartoons. And it's all is canon. It's a 
bigger conversation because you're talking about this sense of entitlement that comes with fandom. Dude, we like, talked about it. You're supposed to make the show I wanted you to right. like. Well, we talked to make about for me. Do you remember the episode we it's did bullshit. with Sean where we talked about? I came across Finn McKinty's YouTube channel. He's the punk rock NBA guy. Yeah, great, yeah. great channel, by the way. If you guys don't know him, follow him. He's got great insight on like hardcore music and punk. And it was the thumbnail was the worst fandoms. Yeah. And it was every band I like. Yeah. Um, it was like Tool, <laughs> Tool Deftones, sure. Refused, like all of my favorite bands, um, yep. which kind of puts me in. A, but Star Wars is kind of like that. It like, is. You're insufferable when you're a Star Wars fan. I would say Star Trek would be, but Star Trek doesn't have nearly the property that Star Wars has at right. this point. So, I mean, they're insufferable. They, they, they yeah. Everything gets pulled out with a fine-tooth comb. Yeah. Um, oh, but you didn't read in this one, this one book, this one sub... Uh, yeah. It's just, it gets almost to the point where you don't even like it anymore right um but i've, I've heard people shitting on it but we talked what was your thoughts because you're the you're the canon guy i mean overall i'll be honest like i thought overall the season was kind of a b minus but that's because of like the middle chapters i didn't find <laughs> at all watchable um obviously for those of you that have seen it um whenever the focus kind of shifted to grogu and and Jen and fucking mm-hmm. the Mandalorian, obviously, um, the the show shifted a little, and all of a sudden, y- you got Luke Skywalker, and you got you got uh, Ahsoka, and you got all these fucking great characters yep. that are showing up, and it became fucking compelling. Like well, some of the best Star Wars content I think we've seen in years. Do you? Can I ask you something? Because I've heard this said. I've heard, um, and I think this is just hatred for Robert Rodriguez, quite frankly. Um, he's one of those directors, love or hate. Uh, we all can agree, like, uh, fucking, um, you know, the, the fucking Mario, El Mariachi was awesome. Like, he's got stuff that will always go down as being like, that, we that trilogy is it. a lot of fun. Very fun. Um, that being said, he was like, felt like we dumped on him all the responsibility of how bad episode three was, <laughs> even though Favreau wrote it. Yeah. Which nobody, I mean, he, but Favreau has been almost like a hundred percent so far yeah so it's but eventually you're gonna hit some clunkers or whatever um and then it turned into the mandalorian again there were two episodes where boba fett wasn't even in the show called boba fett they literally played the mandalorian theme song i mean right. yeah you know what i mean yeah <laughs> they, they weren't was, even fucking around so is this in essence i know canonically there were some issues however which is less important to me than just flat out watching a show. We talked about just having it, whatever happened to having just a good time and enjoying it. Enjoy the fucking show, dipshit. I yeah. mean, do you have to pick apart everything? Yeah. It's ridiculous. That being said, Robert Rodriguez did get a lot of shade. And I think um, he directed this last episode, which God knows was better than number three. But um, they're calling like his directing the action sequences bad. They're like, they're like, I think this is a hatred for him and has nothing to do with the show anymore. Right. Because how? what was not okay about the last few episodes? I, I have no idea. You got Fantastic. Yeah. You got Cad Bane. You got Ugh. Boba fucking going, like you said, winks and nods, right? This yes. whole series was, you mentioned The Godfather. You yeah. You mentioned like Yojimbo and you met, you know, like. Uh, yeah, it, it paid tribute to like older properties that, you know, it, it, it wore its influences on its sleeve. 
you know, when when Boba's walking down the street and they're handing him fruit, it obviously invokes, you know, uh, Don Corleone right. walking down the street. They're handing him an orange, you know, that right. kind of thing. Um, the uh, Kirstan getting ambushed, yeah, ha- had a very Sunny Corleone kind of feel to it. That kind of thing. Um, obviously, good, the bad, and the ugly, and all these different Western Dude. tropes that they drop in there. I mean, that's fun for me. I love sifting through that stuff, and because I am such a cinephile, that I, I love seeing little nods. See, and know? that's where that's where I think we part. Not me and you part ways. I think we part ways with other people. They spend their time picking out what's wrong, and we spend our time trying to find what's good. Hell yeah! And and why would you not do that with anything in your life? Right. If I look to bad stuff, I can find bad stuff every day at work, at home, with myself. I choose not to engage in that and choose to look at the things. Obviously, when something bad happens, like your friend has a stroke on a podcast, and you've got to drive <laughs> him home, you've got to deal with that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but more often than not, you're trying to find the good in stuff. And it just seems like it doesn't matter what. That's why I always say just do what you're going to do. Do what makes you happy because people are going to hate you either way. There's always going to be some asshole. And I don't see anything wrong with those nods. Other people say they're ripping off these properties. Why can't you just play homage? You know, like why can't you just pay tribute to these great things? I had this conversation with Blake just the other day. Okay. I've had the good fortune to read an advanced copy of his new book. One thing I've always loved about Blake, and I expressed this to him, was that he can take moments that have influenced him from other properties, put it in his own voice, and make it really fucking cool. You know what I mean? He right. That's one of his gifts as a storyteller. Right. And like, there's a scene in the new, I'm not going to like, no spoilers. Obviously, this book doesn't come out for seven more months. But like... There's a moment that evokes a little Blade Runner-y kind of moment. And I told, I, I jokingly was just like, well, you got some Philip K. Dick in you. and uh, <laughs> Get it? <laughs> get it. <laughs> but it's it's his voice. Right. It's his story. Right. And maybe he didn't even think about it when he was writing it, but it's a really cool, sweet nod to something that influenced all of us. That happened. I mean, that Why is that bad? All, that happens all the time, too. In our How many times has Jaws been remade? Right. Whether it's a fucking anaconda or right. all, you know what I mean? Same, same. It's the same shit, right? right? Totally. There's nothing wrong with that. I couldn't agree more. I think, I think especially in art, there's a word for this, too. Um, and I've spoken about this before. You could be on different sides of the planet and almost come up with almost the exact same song. Yeah. Because there's an energy that is a through line. Uh, for every generation, every era, every moment, um, artists tap into that. And it's almost like a universal energy that you can grab when you're in the zone creating. And I've had songs where I wrote and there was another group that wrote a song with the same title and at it, the same time. Sure. And we don't know each other. And it, so it's it, it, it kind of points to that, doesn't it? Like you're yeah. affected by everything around you. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. Use that energy for your own voice. The best moment of Dane Cook's god awful career. <laughs> he had, you know what? People shit on Dane Cook. His specials weren't. They're not garbage. They're, they're not garbage. He had a moment where he and Louis C.K. had a huge falling out okay. because Louis C.K. was like, "You're stealing my material," 
And and Dane Cook comes out and just says, look, man, he's like, you're not the only guy in the world that's ever had an itchy asshole. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Of course I've had an itchy asshole. Right. We've all had an itchy asshole. So I, I wrote a joke about it. <laughs> right. You didn't like corner the market on itchy assholes. <laughs> and, and But see, I think that's almost... That was he was willfully understanding what he was doing when he did that. Sure, he took a premise. Oh, you you've never broken up with a girlfriend, you, right? You're right. talking about these kind of life things that we all experience. I would say it would be stealing if he like legitimately verbally like did his cadence, his exact words. Right, the punchline is the same because you you know Amy Schumer, you know this shit happens all the time, right? Yeah, Carlos Mencia. Like it oh my happens. God. Yeah. They, you know, you get open micers that have good material. The headliner sees the open mic and literally would go up. Oh, Mencia was and like, take it. Yeah, he would watch other comedians and do their material before they got on stage. Before they got on stage, which that's fucking that's fucked up. No, I'll kill you. That's insane. I would kill you. Yeah, like my set is, is now worthless because would, you just did it. That you fat fuck. You be, yeah right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just I just made a sculpture. You copied it and then broke mine. Yeah. Like, thanks, bro. That's really cool, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, uh, understood. But influence in art, and this goes back to Boba Fett. um, Yeah, it's going to draw from... I mean, I've had this story in my head for 30 years. Right. And it was going to be a space western, and it was going to have all the, like... Yeah, you've been wanting this since you were a kid. Yeah. For sure. So am I a little let down by the whole project? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. It's not exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, we've talked about it on the podcast. But overall, I enjoyed the shit out of it, man. It and was it, a Star And Wars it's moving pro- the universe forward. This is what I was going to ask you. More importantly, there are those things in our, especially in can- canonic, like, big long-term things, Star Trek and all these Marvel and all these super big, rich universes. There's always an opportunity to flip the script and to make something special. And there's always there's also an opportunity for expedition. And it feels like, to me, Boba Fett was putting your left foot in front of your right foot. Yes. Um, in, a, in story telling. It's a very Disney Plus. I, this is what Disney Plus is. It's to get you to the next thing. It's getting right? us to the next thing. And then Obi-Wan is coming out at the end of next month. Yeah. So and that's going to go. hopefully launch us in maybe to a new trilogy. Who Just knows? Saying, we have no Ma- idea. You and McGregor, brother. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. Back. It's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, Because that's I think another so. story that hasn't been explored. Is It's funny. Obi always seems to be involved in the story about somebody else. Yes. Like he's he's kind of a part of every story, but he never has had his own. Just the mentor character, exactly. Even in uh, Clone Wars, yep. right? You he's in everything, but you don't really know where did you come from, my dude. It's like, exciting. It's I, I think it's fun. really going to be cool. I hope they uh, have the same people doing the same stuff. I would probably pump the brakes on Robert Rodriguez. Just saying. Uh, yeah, I'd I'm go not a blaming different direction. I just think maybe you can change it up a little. <laughs> He's not my style of director. Yeah. I enjoy his work. Um, I love From Dust Till Dawn. Dude. I, I, I like I Desperado. Liked, I even like fucking uh, uh, the the fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, Grind. Uh, How, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Grindhouse. Grindhouse shit. I even enjoyed that. That was I, fun. That was super Planet fun. Planet Terror. Planet Terror, yeah. Which it was, was fun. It was ridiculous. You know. But it was perfect. Kids love that fucking 
the kids movies he did like where the oh spy Lava, kids or Lava whatever the Boy fuck and when there was like Shark the spy Girl kids right and, oh yeah but he also did Shark Boy yeah 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 Girl I didn't see and, any of that but like dude, apparently the spy kids franchise made fucking loot bro hell yeah like that, he had what like four of them or something yeah he's done fine yeah he's doing it but I think just making I, I would love to see it get a little. Because it's funny, every one of the Star Wars properties has like a different attitude to it. So Boba Fett almost felt a little, it felt a little silly to a certain extent, like like campy almost. Yeah. I hope they go back to serious because Mando was serious yeah. with tender moments with right. Grogu. It was. But then it was super serious. Yeah. And I'd like to see OBB a little more. Gross. I would have a hard time. With a tongue-in-cheek Obi-Wan series. Yeah. I want some serious Star Wars shit. I need more gravitas. Man. Yeah. I need it to mean more. I mean, you're, it's Obi-Wan. always going to be Star Wars, you know? Like, I mean, honestly, now that maybe George Lucas and J.J. Abrams are out of the picture, we can approach something that has more gravity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be, uh, because I find both of those guys silly. Um they can be, yeah. you know, and they've I, also I, done great things. But they have, on, they have. The, but when it comes to stuff like this, it just like Abrams did great. I thought with Star Trek, I'm not a Star Trek head, but I, like I the first I, one a lot. I enjoyed the movies. Yeah, um, I thought they're they fun, well done. Um, but yeah, he definitely has a timbre to his mo- to his movie yeah. making. That's a little he does. exhausting sometimes. I, I would love this property to be taken seriously. Yeah. I don't need Joss Whedon. I grew up with fucking yeah, Obi Wan so, Kenobi. You're gonna you end up gonna murder somebody you know, if this doesn't go I, well. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> fuck this up. And McGregor's been dying to do this. I mean, which is dude, it's a great character. It's and we a don't, great character. I don't know enough about it to know Obi Wan's like. What was he like when he was eight? And by the way, has like, there ever been a better bit of casting than putting you and McGregor? I don't think so. I. He's kind of great in everything he does. Pretty fucking perfect for this role. Ewan McGregor's really good. I can't think of anything he's done that I haven't really enjoyed. He's always been good in whatever he's done. Yeah. Whether or not you like the movie is another thing. Maybe they should do a trilogy with Danny Boyle. (laughs) 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 A Star Star Wars trilogy. Oh, that would be amazing. Danny Boyle and fucking Ewan McGregor. (laughs) That would be amazing. Let's do it. Um, Space smack. (laughs) Fuck Space smack. Just him just getting off his tits on yeah, just fucking. Completely off his tits. Just Venusian fucking crack. Yeah. Obi-Wan's got yeah. a problem. He's got a problem. Yeah. And now it's your problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, Boba Fett, fun. Can't wait for Obi. Um, if you haven't been watching Ozark, I don't know what to tell you. You're not an adult. Um, and you should. What's the deal with that? So they did seven episodes. Are they going to mid season? So okay, yeah, they're that's doing what's it happening. Like Walking Dead, where they're they're gotcha. going to do another seven on the backside. This was really good. End. Uh, it was fun. It was a little bit more predictable than the prior seasons for me. Yeah. Um, I saw what was coming a little bit more, and maybe that's on purpose because things are getting like could not be getting more real. Um, in the world of the birds, if you're familiar with the show, it is. Uh, Jason Bateman is slowly becoming somebody that I don't really care what he does. I'm watching it. Um, I, I love he's him. Just, he's ever since fucking, ever since, uh, who Jamal what's it? I never remember the name. The show. Yeah. It was Michael Sarah. Arrested. Like, arrested. Yeah. God damn it. Um, he's just been hitting home runs his whole career. He had that recent show about the, 
the Stephen King one. Yeah, um, yeah. I forgot the name of that one, but that was good. Little horror sci-fi show that he did that he was I'm, involved in. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a little ready for him to go back to comedy because I think he has the best comedic timing. His straight of him anyone playing straight is exhausting.ly Funny. I mean. It's but he's, but he's a great good. actor. Man. He's a great actor. He's turned in. He was a kid actor that turned into an actual big time, legit, dramatic actor. What he's, happened to Justine? I always wanted more for her. Living, dude. She's in fucking rehab in Malibu. Dude. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> man, I used to have the biggest crush on really? Justine Were you, Bateman. Were you a oh, Justine Bateman fan? Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Is Back in the Growing Pains days? I wanted to see her bits. <laughs> her bits and bobs? <laughs> <laughs> her ones and uh, zeros? <laughs> she's lovely lovely um I, I know they're still close she's you know i when she a, she made an appearance on arrested development yeah well when you're a kid actor man i'm i'm sure like surviving kid acting yeah can't be fun right speaking right. of michael sarah and amy schumer they're both in a new movie oh really yeah amy schumer's got a new movie and he plays like oh, okay. the love it actually looks kind of good does it I, yeah she gets it's gonna it. suck it's that it, it's uh, it's a heart warmer it's not a funny um, I like what was it? Trainwreck. I thought that was a good film. Trainwreck was fine. It was funny. And her stand-up. I mean, her her television show and her stand-up. It was a note, and that note was great. And then it never got past that note for me. But I agree. And then um, the whole theft joke theft thing came yeah. up, and she, she was writing some Sarah Silverman ooh. stuff dude, for sure. Have you I ever mean, seen the videos? The back and forth. It's uh-huh. literally verbatim. It's yeah. Bad, dude. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, she, like you said, that do you do it on purpose? We've all done stuff. Right. Like anybody who's ever made a song, wrote a book, acted, you steal constantly. That's I, all you do. Before we go on break, yeah. I I went back and I watched this old show called Dr. Katz. Oh, my God. Doc, the squiggly. The cartoon. squiggle vision. Yeah, yeah. With Jonathan Katz. Um, he was a big time L.A. stand up. Yeah. Big Forever. at the comedy show. like all, Or the store. Um uh, that show, they would just bring on comedians, and he was a therapist. And it was so funny fucking watching it. I was like, I have used hours of this show in my life. And just, unknowingly. Just using those lines that I that this got stuck in the back of my head. You know, little bits totally. that, that these guys would do. You know, Marin was on there, and, and right. Janine Garofalo, and like, I, I mean, 100 million people. Right. Dom Herrera was always on that right. show. You know what I mean? Funny as shit Funny on as that shit. show. And like, yeah, I, I've been dropping those lines and my entire life. And you did, but it's not like you willfully said, no. I'm going to use this in a conversation. Still, this. You know? no, no, of course. It yeah. just becomes part of your vernacular. And, and again, you only do that when something affects you of in course. a positive way. Like, yeah. I'm only taking your shit because it's really, really good. Right. Chefs steal recipes. Musicians steal scales. Yep. Like, this is what we do. Just get used to it. But it's all towards a creative end. Yeah. Right? We're all, it's all, we're generating these energies to, towards a, a communal end, I think, um, which we'll never get to, which is kind of the point. Right. Um, until the Republicans destroy the planet. <laughs> um, then it will end. Let's uh, take a break.
Hey guys, reach out to us at the Whiskey Reel nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Stroke victim. I got nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Our friend hasn't heard that story yet. No, it's um, a good one. Send us an email at whiskeyreel at gmail dot com. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah, do what um, you do, guys, guys. We have a really really special treat for you. Um, we are in Cloud City. Yeah. And we have a special guest. Yeah, we have um, our benefactor. Our, <laughs> our better. He's, he's, he's the wizard of Cloud City. He is. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. he's Lando. He's fucking A. He's Lando. He's our Lando. And he doesn't... does benefactor? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't um, know. We, just make, we just say words. <laughs> and we hope they eventually make sense. Word salad. Um, well, this guy's yeah. a wordsmith, so... He is. Um, our good friend Blake Crouch joins us once again on the Whiskey Reel. We are you honor us, sir. He takes the, hi, buddy. How are you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. Thank Welcome you. back to the program. Welcome back to Durango. Very happy to be back. I know you and Jacqueline. Jacqueline <laughs> went when, uh, went to uh, Knuckles. Knuckles Knuckles McNucklevich. Uh, went over to Joshua Tree for yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Scooted out there uh, for a couple of weeks in January, trying to get out of the cold. Took the dogs with us. Aww. I'd never been. It was pretty spectacular. It's a. We were talking a little bit right before we went live, but uh, that is like every UFO chupacabra skinwalker story. Uh, the derivation comes from <laughs> oh, Joshua Tree. Like three chupacabras for sure. Dude. They kind of <laughs> hang out together. They just hang out. They're cool. Big deal. They're, cool. They're cool. Yeah, they yeah. just suck back some Colt forty five and hang out by the bonfire. It's just the chups. <laughs> just the chups, dude. The suckers of blood. Um, so anyway, yeah, you came on. You got some. You've had a talk about a whirlwind of events, my friend. I know you can't talk about all of them. It's very hush hush. It's very FBI. <laughs> it's, right. Um, it's very. <laughs> what is it? Edgar Hoover. Who's the guy? J. Edgar Hoover? Yeah. Uh, It's very CIA. It's very underground. That guy. Um, What can you tell us about what's been going on in your life? Because you've had a windfall of craziness. You're all over the Twitters. It's crazy. Yeah, you're Tweetsville, brother. It's all over. There's a lot of of Twitter action concerning Blake Crouch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a wild um, 2022 so far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I finished a book, and then I just sold that book to the good folks over at Amblin. Who is? make a movie, which is uh, it's Steven Spielberg's company. Heard of them? Kind of more art house. They did a thing called E.T. Never, okay. I'm, I'll, I'll look that up. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Jaws. Jaws. Wait, what is this? Jurassic Park? <laughs> I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up. That sounds great. <laughs> so you're you're playing with the big boys. Yeah, and uh, I get to write the script for the uh, for the movie as well. Uh, at least take a first shot at it, which is always... How does that work? Like, what do you mean? Like, they're going to look at it and go, nah, dude, you suck. No, it's very different. In, <laughs> in, in Hollywood and on the film side of things, the director is king. So typically you'll have a writer come in and they'll lay down a first draft. It's pretty rare that that writer is the writer for the entire movie. Oh, wow. Okay. The directors comes on, comes on typically after there's a script and they... Yeah, they may choose to write to to work with that screenwriter, or more often than not, they want to grab their writer, so okay. they can you know make the changes they want and with someone they know and are comfortable. Copy with. kind of sucks, but it's also just the jam. 
feels like that's just a very standard part of the business. Very standard. Okay. Um, hoping that doesn't happen here, but we'll see. So, okay, picked up by Amblin. Uh, we, we won't talk about the particular property that got picked up, but... It was upgrade. Oh, no, it's that's upgrade. Oh, it's upgrade. That one's, okay. That's a okay. done deal. That's now, upgrade that's is your latest and greatest, right? It's my latest and greatest. It comes out July 12th. July 12th. Which, are you going to be doing a book thing again? I really hope so. Like what uh, you did at El Moro? Actually, we were uh, chatting it up with uh, El Moro this week, and he is and trying nice. to get a little something on the books. Beautiful. I think schedule is going to be really maybe tricky this summer, but I'm going to do everything I can to. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. I would definitely line up to be a guest bartender for that. Hundred percent. We get you behind the uh, get by the bar behind the stick. He'd be two hours in. He's pissed, flop sweat. <laughs> 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 no, he, no. It, all that comes right back yeah. to you, dude. Yeah, the for anger, sure. the bartending anger. Yeah, I'd be like, um, "Fuck, why am I this stupid?" <laughs> this sucks. Uh, <laughs> <Bobby>. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, when you do do it, it's bigger than Recursion Eight. I okay. hope. <laughs> fingers crossed. Wait, call it Recursion Eight. <laughs> yeah, we've called it Recursion Eight for a while. Because of the trolls me. She just calls it the eight book. The eight. Oh, really? Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, I really like the eight book. That's good. Yeah. That's right, hey. Nine? Is the next one gonna be nine? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Fast and Furious, sweetheart. Okay. Yeah, exactly. okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's awesome. You, you, uh, yeah, you wish you were Fast and Furious. <laughs> Do you like your room? Then shut it. Uh, that's it. Uh, but no, that's amazing. I know you got some other irons in the fire as well that you can't really talk about, but. Um, from for all intent and purpose, it looks like things are going to be very exciting this year for you. I think so. And also terrifying. Yeah. Right. God. Yeah. So when you're doing these drafts, like, cause you have another project that you can't talk about, but I know you're also writing for that as well. Is it a matter of you just like obsessively going over every single letter and every word and every sentence over and over again and driving yourself insane? Uh, yeah, it is, it is that, but it's also, I mean, it's such a long, long process to get anything to the, to the screen. I mean, I think I heard somewhere the average time is seven years. Oh, Oh. Uh, it is truly, that's insane. Endurance and will and just not quitting because it's very frustrating at times. It, God, I didn't know it was that big of a stretch but i guess yeah. that would make sense yeah. it was so much involved so many people so much money so much coordination um i guess i shouldn't be surprised but god damn my dude um yeah. so that being said when something finally does get made when you're on day one of set mm-hmm. you're like it's almost a relief i would imagine to a certain degree and then the new anxiety jumps up yeah of is this anybody gonna like this except oh, me yes. the whole anxiety Oh, now you get to do this and just managing all the various shit that's coming at you and then hoping right. it comes off when you're on screen the way you're seeing it in your head. Right. Which, yeah. And everything Ooh. changes once you get a bunch of cooks in the kitchen. Sure. Choose people wisely. Hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, you said that you have the opportunity to write the, the screenplay itself, mm-hmm. which that's pretty rare, right? It's pretty rare. I, you know, I think what really helped me was I got to write for Wayward Pines and, and right. a, a bunch of those episodes and worked on others. And 
and then with good behavior, I just had enough going that people can look at your stuff and say, all right, that's awesome. Okay. Right. He, right. he actually can do this. But there's still people who are like, mm, novelists adapting their own thing. I mean, that is a big... Why? Like, I... Right. You know, by the way, I don't necessarily disagree with that. If I had a production company, I was buying books. I mean, the novelist adapting their own work would not be my first. Well, they're two different art forms, right? They're two different art forms. Writing a book and writing a, a, a script. Yeah. Are two different things. Um, they could not be more different. Right. So, I mean, I guess it's unfair to assume that a person can do both. Um, but and, it's, and very few things are pure adaptations everything is up for grabs in terms of changing hopefully the reason i do some of my and want to adapt some of my stuff is because it takes so long to sort out like story structure which a book often does so in from one standpoint it's much easier to for me to launch off of a book into a screenplay that it is like i would never just write a screenplay from scratch if I right an idea i loved i would just i would write a book and then if I felt like adapting yep. and I had more to say or the things I didn't feel I could explore in the novel form, then I would uh, you know, want to be involved. Mm. But novels are your like modality. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So novels but, are my modality. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, wearing a shirt right now that says novels are <laughs> my modality. So my point being that's just a more comforting feeling. It is. Uh, you know, yeah. But yeah. that's got to be a. I mean, they're brilliant screenplay. You know, like there are people that just do that. They've got yeah. a knack for dialogue, right? Yeah. Uh, opposed to world building, that's it's right. more about interpersonal dialogue, which is a completely different skill set. Dialogue is really tricky to write at the film level because it all has to be sparkling in every scene. Like in a book, you can really meander, and right? Scene can be a non-scene. It could just be for atmosphere or whatever. But in a in film and TV, every single scene has to like do multiple things, and also the dialogue has to be right. And again, figuring out how to write that dialogue is, I think, the hardest part. Yeah. Well, and having read your stuff, another you know, I've read other authors. <laughs> believe um, it or not, I'm not well, buying it. <laughs> but the the key to dialogue is figuring out someone's voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like making like you don't prompt your dialogue necessarily. No. Um, it, but you, it comes through in that character's voice. Exactly. And so you know, who's making the point, you know, who's speaking, you know, that's, right. uh, that's a little McCarthy esque, but you gotta, you gotta invest all this time in creating this person that has this voice and this spirit. And then hearing an actor physically voice, it must be jarring, right? Like it's incredibly jarring. Uh, it's very cool, but it, like definitely, once you hear what the actor is going to be doing, You're like, oh. it changes exact. It changes everything in how you write. Good and bad, I would Good imagine. And bad. So, like when Paul Rubens, you know, voices your, <laughs> you know, what? It might Paul I- Rubens. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get that Why Pee-wee is that your Herman go-to? I, <laughs> I was just thinking about Paul Rubens. Okay, um, that's fair. As all of us should. Yeah. He's yeah, we should think place. about it more. He's in a bad place. He's in a bad place. Um, I don't. He's probably bad. <laughs> as long as he's not in a porn theater, he's doing okay. Um, no, but that's congratulations. I know you guys were already busy enough as it was, but um, to be able to get to this point and to push through all the hurdles and obstacles that it takes to even get to this point, and I know you're greenlit on some other stuff, and, and down the road when you get some time and are not jet setting around the world. I uh, would love to hear about that too, but man, I'm just, it's awesome, dude. It's, oh, it's great to see 
things come to fruition, wants and desires and dreams, and because it's so rare, it's you know, very rare. It's very having no. You toiled, you paid your dues, and you, you know. You also have to have some luck, though, because I, I mean, I know a lot of really, really awesome novelists that have gotten like this close. Like one of my good buddies had his uh, series about to launch into production with Will Smith, and it's going to be And I mean, they're spending like, massive amounts of money, right? Up, you know, the weeks leading up for principal photography, and then boom, then just. What what wow what happens what's the ripcord in that situation when you're that invested in something already what possibly could pull the I mean, parachute on that many things many things uh, and I don't know all the details I'm, I'm guessing probably okay I'm just saying in the, gen- uh, in general director you know something happens at that stage right a, you know probably a loss of faith Will just big time on everybody. Just fucking will, dude. <laughs> Pisses me off. Um, <laughs> he's no, he's no Tom Hardy. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, because it's in layman's terms. If somebody's not working out, your first initial thought is to okay, well, get somebody else. Yeah, like, yeah. I, but well, it's hard. Uh, I guess that's not when you uh, put a. One of the hardest things about putting something together is schedules, like. Everyone right. who's yeah. good is catastrophically busy and then aligning all these schedules and getting it perfect. So, I mean, you really need that core group to like be the group and uh, move forward with confidence. And if there's a no yep. confidence, Oof. not just you can't always just slot someone else in. Does that does that then put a, mo- a like a mark on your record in the business if you're the guy that takes things to the finish line and then just says, I don't want to do it? 100%. Okay. So there are repercussions. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, how many fucking feature film directors are there in the world? You know, you're not, I mean, you're not talking about hundreds of thousands of people. Right. right. So, I mean, I would imagine, like, oh, we don't want to work with this guy. This guy's going to string us along and then dip, you yeah, know? I mean, people have uh, long memories. Ooh, especially in that business, I would imagine, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm Irish. I get it. <laughs> I still hate people from elementary school. <laughs> I do. I'd, I'd choke them with my bare hands if I could. Oh, I'm sorry you had a bad school. It's fine. It's fine. I'm almost over it. Almost. My therapist says I'm doing the work. Hey, you can get over elementary <laughs> school by the time you're 15. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got... I, 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 <laughs> I like holding on to some shit. <laughs> Brother, are you okay? Um, I got eight This more isn't of- some like Brendan Fraser in <laughs> school ties situation, man. <laughs> Wow, you're gonna beat up my Paul Rubens reference go, <laughs> and then throw a Brendan Fraser in there? Are you He's trying great. to raise me? I literally just watched that movie again oh, for the first time in that's kind of twenty a years. Dope movie, dude. It's really good, it's, fucking good. I, I I remember really liking that. Did you? You've seen that, right? Oh yeah, ages ago. Isn't that the one where literally every actor oh my who became famous God. in the 90s is... Matt Damon, 100%. Ben Affleck, fucking uh, um, Brendan Fraser, obviously. And, yeah, was, and there's a hundred fucking faces in that movie that you're just like, oh, yeah, oh, that, it's guy. that guy. No, it's it's like one of those uh, like Rumblefish movies. Remember the where Titans. It's just like, remember, yeah, where it's just Good, like... Yeah, all those movies. Everybody's where, a star now. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Except what happened to the the Days and Confused yeah. guys in it? Um, the stoner kid. The shithead. No, the shithead yeah. football oh, guy. Goldberg. No. Fuck. What is his Adam name? Adam Goldberg. The redheaded dude. He's in everything. Cole. Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser from Yellowstone. Yeah. He's in School Ties. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, he's, he's actually a really he, big part. Is he the actor who's in uh, Good Will Hunting? Uh Cole Hauser? No, he wasn't no, in Good Will Hunting. He's a ginger that's been in like action movies and some shit. He was like if the bad guy him, in Pitch Black and Yeah, like, if you saw him you know exactly. Yeah, he's who currently he on Yellowstone. Really good actor. I haven't Dude, I'm Have you watched that yet? No. I everybody's think, been really Everybody's that. been just gorfing that show. Like, Yellowstone? Just, yeah, like everybody's it's awesome. on its dick. I just haven't had a Taylor Sheridan. Speaking of guys that can write screenplays, oh, yeah. Taylor Sheridan's a boss, dude. Yeah. I, he's, I just, he's got like three shows on fucking streaming services right now. They're all about the West. Right? Yellowstone, 1883. No, um, Mayor of Kingstown. Oh, that's the one you liked. Is, uh, yeah, Mom that was Renner. pretty good. Oh, the one with uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, with yeah. Renner. Yeah, it was really good. Awesome. Okay. I loved uh, is, Hell or High Water. Oh, God. Is, that movie got robbed. Let's go back. And I know Blake can't speak to this because he's in the biz. <laughs> um, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Has moments where he shines. Yes. Like, like the town. Yes. Where he was clearly good. Uh, Wind River. He was Wind amazing River. in Wind River. Wind River was phenomenal. Taylor Sheridan wrote is that. It, um, <laughs> is this a matter of him just like not getting, like, because sometimes I say, he seems like he doesn't want to be there when he acts. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a choice. I think he's got this weird energy. Like, he's almost like. All right, guys, I'm here. Turn the fucking camera on. Well, he has his Amazon.com tent page or whatever. He sells, like, outdoor equipment. That's, like, his big passion. Super rad. Yeah. He sells outdoor equipment. We're getting into Russell Crowe territory, (laughs) which I love. I don't know. I think he's a terrific terrific actor. Every every actor should get a band and play a banjo. I think the first time I saw Jeremy Renner and remembered him was 28 months later. The sequel, or twenty eight yeah. days? No, no, uh, twenty eight weeks. Twenty eight weeks. weeks later, he yeah. was the fortnights. Yeah, exactly. Which is 50, how many days is that? It's fifty six something. Oh, uh, <laughs> a fortnight's two weeks. Oh, so twenty eight fortnights would be like a year and a month. Yeah, pretty much. Huh? That's a long time. Wow, we proud of us. Why are we doing this? Jeremy Renner was. <laughs> He was like the sniper sergeant guy. Oh, that's right. That helped the kids escape and burned himself up or whatever. He was awesome in that movie. Speaking of, have you seen the new... Uh, Why are we talking about Jeremy Renner? Um, <laughs> we brought it up. We, we, yes. That's what everybody's been talking about. I'm too behind. I'm too behind. Everybody's been talking... Okay, because, yeah, Bobby just told me about that like yesterday. I don't have Apple TV, but we have other means to watch things. Um might be partially illegal. Um, fantastic. That, fantastic. Easy. Um, easy. easy. Stop. Stop. Um, but no, I have This is going out to tens of people is, don't. Because Bobby was uh, pre-stroke when he told me about it. So I didn't get a very clear picture on what it was about. Um, so can you please explain, because you're rational at the moment. Um, about this, uh, is it the, I guess the 15 year class reunion in uh, San Francisco area. They have those? I know, that's the first thing I thought. Weird. So all these people show up and they go to the after party and sort of the center of it all is uh, played by Franco. What's his name? Yeah, the the younger Franco. Baby Franco. Dave. Who's still allowed to do things. The non-douchey one. He is awesome in it. And he yes. pushed off the 
cliff and dies. And, but he's also this massive uh, pop star, kind of. Yeah. Who, who he was a Bieberish yeah. kind of pop star. Okay. So he gets killed. Obviously, at the after party of the reunion. Party. Okay. The first scene of the show. I'm not spoiling anything. Right, right. And so it's all like told in part flashback with different POVs of each character recalling how they saw the night. It's Rashomon. And then it's also in the present a detective is interviewing everyone. And that's Haddish. Haddish. Timothy right. Haddish. Haddish. Or She's Jesus, fantastic. Timothy. Timothy Haddish. Haddish. I know, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> And she is fucking great. You know what? I've had, dude, I have such a love-hate with her sometimes because she bothers me sometimes. And then she does yeah. this. I don't know. I just, she. I, I, she kills me. Yeah. I love her. She, her stand-up's fucking Her really stand-up is level. savage. It is. She is a beast. Yeah. And yeah. That show, so she. It has John Ralphio. Oh yeah, John Ralphio. From uh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> Love. His, his episode is my favorite so far. You're it's fucking man. hysterical, man. He's the oh my worst. god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so she explains initially during the interviews. This is weird that we're talking about this, but it's on brand. It is. Um, that everyone she wants everyone's perspective because she wants to know what's going on in your mind. Your Mind movie? Your mind movie. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's story is told from a different style of film. Oh, it could be like noirish wow. or fucking a musical. That's dope. Or, yeah. It's actually a really cool concept. I don't know any of the character names yet. I don't either. You know the guy um, who is separated or divorced from his wife? Yes. And he's super aggro the whole time. Yeah, the whole he's time. Total asshole. But when he tells his story in that episode, <laughs> it's, it's like... so funny. He's so amazing. And now he's like the best dad ever. Like, <laughs> you're the best dad well, ever. It, 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 point, it points to how we feel about our own lives. Exactly. Where mm-hmm. we're the heroes of our own story. And we're, yeah. you're elevated in your mind, especially when you're narcissistic, like at least me and Bobby. But Blake's not a narcissist so much. He's learning. He'll... he'll He'll get there. Um, he'll get there. Um, but I bet if you were to go into our mind movie, it would probably be like we're fucking Brad Pitt in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think my mind movie would be like with Nell and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great topic. What would Just your a mind drunken be? failure. What, what? Wait, I thought you said Nell. With, with Nell. Nell and I. I Have you... Jodie Foster movie. Oh, when she was in, I'm a teen win. I'm about six months away from nail status. I almost threw a clot in my brain last night. Yeah, he almost went to the ER yesterday. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. We tried to record last night and I collapsed. Low blood sugar. I yeah, it was low blood pressure. I needed yeah. to feed him a orange slice, like after a that's all I needed. Game. <laughs> Jolly Rancher and an orange, an orange slice. I would have been fine. <laughs> I almost got the call from you. Oh, so dude, died in your office. I, dude, I, <laughs> and you know what I would have done? I'm sure your building has maintenance. Yeah, because <laughs> I would have dipped. And I would have house cleaning. <laughs> I would have had housekeeping. So you had a law and order moment. I did. Um, I would have left the room pristine, though. I wouldn't have touched any of the evidence. Right. Uh, I, I've seen the shows. Um, I know what to do. Bag so, and tag, baby. So this is an interesting question. How about this? Ma- uh, what mi- If you were to do a mind movie of yourself, 
Bree, I know you were kidding when you said with Neil and I, because it's actually kind of appropriate. <laughs> it's um, I've it's seen so your, on point. I've seen your apartment. Um, I understand. <laughs> but the, what would, if you're in your mind movie, you. what would be the style? <laughs> what would be, and for those of you who know that movie, you're laughing right now. For those of you who don't, whatever. Uh, go, go watch it, because it's a brilliant piece of cinema. God, it's anyway, a brilliant movie. It just is. Um, but what movie, what movie style would your mind movie be in? What movie style? Yeah, you in in the same way that the show does it. What would yours be? Python. It would be. <laughs> it would no. I'm not. I'm not even joking. I want my life to be a Python sketch. Oh, I, so flying circus. We're going. Yeah, more flying circus. Like Life of Brian, meaning of life. Okay, just absurdist and over the top. <laughs> just, That's what I want my life to be. <laughs> I wanted to be smarter than you think, just like, but also really stupid. Like people riding by in unicycles, kind of and shit juggling. like that. That would be amazing. And, okay, that like, would be amazing. What do you think? I mean, I wish it were like a, a Wes Anderson movie, but it's probably more it's like not a that cool. adventure, like Panic Room. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's super intense. My life is David Fincher. It's, is, <laughs> is the coffee ready? I don't know. Have you checked it? That'd I'll be check fuck. It right I'll check it right now. You live uh, in the Mindhunters I'm go- universe. I'm going... <laughs> I'm I'm I want to live or I'm I see myself in the style of Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> well, um, now I'm pissed that I didn't say that. I'm going partial kung fu. Yeah, very bright colors. Yes, and nothing is really long lasting or serious. Everyone wears the appropriate color, so you know who the good guys and bad guys are. Thank you. That would be cool. Okay, Just so it's kind of like L.A. <laughs> no, you know see in mean? LA, it's a, it's a, it, this is LA. Everybody's bad. <laughs> That's how you know. They're all the worst. <laughs> They're all John Ralphios, dude. Oh, they're the worst. Dude. Big Trouble in Little China is a nice pull. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate I was, I'm an IT guy. Who directed that? John Carpenter. Paul yeah. Rubens. I, I heard Gross. he ghost directed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely John. John Carpenter did the score too. Was, Dude, yeah. Yeah. He's that a, makes sense. I he's a multifaceted Carpenter. man. I've never seen that movie. Are you f- are you fucking, fucking kidding, kidding me? me? Wow. All right. You that, need to stop whatever bullshit you're doing. <laughs> and fucking get it together, bro. Kurt Russell in that role. Transcendent. It's fucking phenomenal. He's got a mullet and he tucks his boots into calf high moccasins. <laughs> it's Perfect. He's amazing. Yeah. That movie is amazing. There's kung fu. There's supernatural shit. Yeah. It's not okay. I so, a super fun movie. What? Bring it. Midnight Run. You you've never what? seen Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> a weird late '80s. Gap. Why do you? Okay. I I, First of all, happened, I'm pretty sure it wasn't like milk cartons or something in the '80s. But I definitely had a gap in. <laughs> Blake's 80s, uh, Blake's been busy being a successful successful artist person. and yeah yeah so not, not dirt drinking or, and yeah, thanks fucking um, and watching movies. Sure, he does all of those things, <laughs> sir. No, I know, but just like that's all I do. That, but that's literally all you do. <laughs> um, I, just like, <laughs> but it's so weird because you're such a worldly kind of like renaissance kind of guy i would expect i'd like i would have not thought that you wouldn't watch some of these like seminal art housey 
movies like that. Like Midnight Run's like a big deal. No, you know? Oh my yeah, god. Last night we were looking at all of the screeners. We're like, we should probably watch some of these uh <laughs> pictures. And they were like, okay, let's watch, let's watch Midnight Run season two. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because you always it's like a mouse with the cocaine button. That's right. Like totally give me that bullshit. Yeah. I want it now. Yeah. I, I try to at least I usually Where is this cocaine button? Um, <laughs> it's like Oprah. Look under no, your okay, seat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's for you and you and you. Um, uh, no, but I'm saying like uh, there is cocaine under your seat. Uh, but but that's I just expected you to be able to. I I, I thought why wouldn't you see some of those movies like yeah. that? But I guess, dude, like Bobby said, you know, you've, you've got shit to do. And there's. There's so much content now. Yes. Which oh my God. I think it's really having a negative impact on people now. I agree. All the stuff they should watch before they watch all I agree. the, you know, hot garbage that, it's not all hot garbage. And, but but know, there is a lot, lot of it and it's very cracky. Yeah. It's very, it hits those fucking pleasure centers in your brain. The problem, like when we grew up, I didn't grow up when The Godfather was made, right? Like I was a, I was a baby when The Godfather yeah. was made. But there was nothing else to watch, so you no. watch The Godfather. Oh, yeah. Like, so kids like my, our kids' ages, they're not going to go back and watch fucking, yeah. you know, well, whatever. You know what I mean? New, like This new expanded list for the Academy Awards is really problematic also because you used to remember not just whatever one best picture, but I would watch all of the you know nominees that didn't win. Right. There's like five. That's special. Now there's like, I don't know how many. Is it 10 or 12? How many are there now? There's so many. And I don't know. I think it lessens the impact of like, no, no, these are the five movies you have to see. And now I'm like, do I have to see any of these other than Dune? I'm very skeptical of the Academy Awards now because um, Javier Bardem got nominated for Best Actor mm-hmm. and Best Supporting Actor for the same role. What? What? Ricky and Lucy. That's I'm, not true. I, dude, Rex told me that. So are you calling my girl a liar? Maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> sweetheart, that was Bobby. By the way, that movie was, was okay. good. It was okay. I liked it. I thought... That, I didn't hate it. The I performances that... Dude, yeah. Nicole Kidman was fucking. She was off. She the is charts. so off the charts sometimes. Like I'm like, yeah. How are you this fucking good? And you I know, know. I, 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 she's I so her, good. Uh, Big Little Lies. Yes. Oh my gosh. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. She's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. it's a fucking. She's, it's a lot though. Like it's one of those shows where you gotta. Yeah. I got an episode at a time. I can't binge it because it's like su- Succession. Yeah. Where I'm so angry and anxiety ridden i can't i gotta put this down for oh, yeah. a week or so like it's just like i can't watch this no it's, it's this is too triggering it's right. brutal yeah. we did that with yellow jackets we couldn't oh, so we, we couldn't watch that. we couldn't burn through it we yeah. had to like put it down once in a while because it was just like what the fuck what bro? You think of it? i <clears throat> i loved where it was going and i think it kind of plateaued towards the end of the season um i'm very curious to see what they do next i Without spoiling anything, we we don't edit it. They've had time. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, that affair storyline had nothing to do with the core story. Yeah, I I mean, you should drop a hint or two. uh, I think I think think the first four apps were like really, really super compelling. And I was like, I mean, 
were surviving fairly easily out here in the wilderness. Yeah, and I think we already know what happens, and I have a little bit of a problem with that. Like, you already knew what happened in the woods. So I just hope they bring it and add some twists that I did not see because you obviously know what they did when they were out there. And so now it's about showing what happened. But, man, it got – it that, that show, we'd watch an episode in, like, a half, and we'd be like, yeah, I got to – I gotta put some palate cleanser on right now, man. I'm, the, I mean, that's a huge cast. Fuck. The, the younger They're people so to good. the you know older counterparts, like really well. That's so hard. good, and really hard to do. The performances were Amazing. phenomenal. Even the kids, whoever these kids are, are phenomenal. Yeah. Like they did a great job with that. And it's okay. Juliet Lewis. Juliet, yeah. yeah. Who is Juliet Lewis? Just Juliet Lewis yeah. at this point. Basically. Yes. Okay. And she's I she's and if she and I met. There's no question in my mind we would date because oh, no. she is so out of her fucking head. I love her. I, I love her. Dude, <laughs> trust me. But we would definitely just be like, oh, are we in love for six weeks? I think of, <laughs> I think of you and Juliet Lewis as the gatekeeper and the key master <laughs> in Ghostbusters. Yeah. I think would it's be, the beginning yeah. of the apocalypse. It would be bad. It's bad, dude. Rivers that would, of that blood. Would, that would be... Locusts. Sparks. Yeah, it's bad. Um, <laughs> she's oddly weird. I I got I got Juliet Lewis things. I do too, man. Head. Ever since Strange Days, especially. I was thought you were gonna say Cape Fear. I was gonna I got, punch oh, you in the dick. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not that gross. <laughs> Although I was like probably her age in that movie. I think so. When That's I saw fair. that movie. That's fair. <laughs> oh God. Um. We anyway. do get off track. We do um, get off track. We're gonna have to start wrapping this up, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Do you want to hang around for the music? We're not, gonna, we're, we're not We're not doing music. Are we doing? We're not doing music, dude. We're at an hour and a half already. Oh my god, we're fucking over it. What? Dad, I hate when Dad shuts me down. No, we'll oh. do the we'll do the music tomorrow next week. Makes me sad. Um, um Sean might be here next week, right? Is oh, that what he's saying? Ew. What? I don't know. <laughs> I was just wow. being a dick. Um, no, he's going to be here the week after. Oh, okay. So yeah, next yeah. week, we don't know what we're doing, okay. but it'll be fun. Yeah, uh, we'll do the music. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll catch Cl- up. Well, Cloud City, brother. By the way, this uh, has like, been a great podcast. It has, and thank our benefactor. And honestly, if I wouldn't have almost died last night, <laughs> yeah. this never would have happened. It was, dude, this Super this scary. this guy turned white, had full meat sweats, like he was going down. Yeah. Like it was bad. He was shaking. Like I thought he was having a stroke. I was like, I, yeah. I can't carry this big motherfucker downstairs, dog. Are you kidding me? Have you seen him? Well, here's the night. You go out the door. It can't get back in. Oh, and I'm, oh God. I would have had to break the door down. Oh my gosh! I would have sent you that bill so fast. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, anyway, this is the time where we wrap it up. We do usually do some pearls of wisdom. Nah, we're I good. know. Are we good? Nah, we're good. We're good. Let's say goodbye to our good friend Blake. Blake is. Uh, you never know. We may never see him again. He will be out on the road. Infinitum. It's a just a matter of time for he's big time on us. Oh, he's totally gonna be famous. That's what I said. <laughs> no, I mean he gets it. <laughs> it's like, he's yeah. like, oh yeah. There's an expiration date on this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many? If you had a nickel for every time you heard that, yeah. Bobby, <laughs> he's gonna be on the red carpet with Steven Spielberg in two years. Like, oh, I don't never heard those guys. And we're in the back, like fucking <laughs> Blake. Blake! <laughs> Something is gone. Very, 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 very. <laughs>
No. What's going to happen is you're going to look up and I will be holding a microphone on the red carpet asking you questions and it's all going to flood back to you. Yes. (laughs) Whiskey Real Productions. Whiskey Real Productions. How did they let you in here? Shut up. (laughs) I got Um, a press badge. (laughs) Lammy. I'm all about Lammy's brother. Um, There are two beautiful dogs in Cloud City with us. Oh my gosh. It's Bojack. Love Bojack. Guessing Falcor is hanging out with you. Yeah, Falcor's yes, over. Yes, Falcor is chilling with me. Yes, it's a never ending story reference. Yes. Get over it. Yes. And if you saw the dog, it looks like fucking Falcor. Yes. It's the yeah. creepiest thing in the world. It just doesn't have scales. It no, it doesn't. No. No. Because it's a dog. It's dogs don't have scales. Wait, Falcor doesn't have scales. Dude, watch closer. Look at look at Falcor's back. There's scales. It's a dragon. Has but it's all fluffy yeah. and shit. But like on his Dude, back, trust there's me. like glistening scales. If trust me, I've seen it. X's he knows backs filled with scales. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Wow. That was shot over my bow. End scene. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs>